0: We'll be using Divine Service 1 for the service out of Luther's service book, hymns 906, 507, 395, 621, 960, 609, and 795. We'll follow the service received receive from the way beginning on page 3 with confession of sins, followed by the sharing of peace and the processional hymn. Let us rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us need a receive the confessions. to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that you are in nature, sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and
1: deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We just deserve your Christ an eternal punishment.
0: For the sake of your Son, Jesus, Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and redeem us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, whose mercy has given his son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us rise and share the peace of the Lord with one another. Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. So as we seated for the reading of our lessons from God's Holy Word. The Old Testament reading is from
2: Isaiah. Year that King Ziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet. of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken from tongs, taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving Thanksgiving, when he does not know what you are saying. For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words at a time. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil and your thinking be mature. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. be to God. We rise from the singing of the hallelujah of
0: their nets. Getting in one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and talked to people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners and the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he, he fell down on Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man of the For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, we'll be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. This had the of the concealing by the youngsters of the congregation and visitors come forward to for the children.
3: Disciples. Now, that's kind of a fancy word. Do any of you know what a disciple is, or what a disciple what disciple does? Does anyone know, or has anyone heard that word before? Any guesses, any thoughts? Or if you think about what the disciples in the Bible did, what did they do? What kind of things did they do? Well, in the Bible, disciples follow Jesus. So a disciple is someone who follows Jesus. Now, if any of you guys ever played Simon says, yes, okay, we're going to play with with only of Simon says, so basically the directions are to listen to my directions only if I say Simon says, if I don't say Simon says, then don't do what I say, okay, we're just going to do a few, we'll see how well we can listen, so Simon says, put your hands on your head, Simon says. Put your hands on your belly. Give me a thumbs up. Oh, <laughs> pretty good, good listening, you guys. So you guys pretty much all listen. You know that if I don't say Simon says, we're not supposed to do anything. Well, in our gospel reading too, one of Jesus' first disciples named Simon had to listen to some directions from Jesus too, even though they didn't quite make a lot of sense. <laughs> So when Jesus was preaching to a bunch of people from Simon's boat, when he was all finished, he told Simon and his friends, James and John, to put their net on the other side of the boat. They had been fishing all day, and they hadn't caught anything. Do you guys remember what happened when they put their net on the other side of the boat? That's right, they caught a whole lot of fish so much that their net was breaking, and they filled two boats with all the fish, and the boat started sinking. And after this, Simon was so amazed because he knew he was in the presence of God, of Jesus. And he didn't know what to do. He said, depart from me because I'm a sinner. And he knew he was unworthy to be in God's presence. And so are all of we. But guess what? Jesus tells Simon and James and John after this, he says, don't be afraid. Because instead of catching fish, what does he say they're going to be catching now? That's right, they're going to catch people now, which might sound a little silly, right? Fishermen can catch fish, they don't catch people. But after this, Jesus is calling them to be his disciples, so they're calling them to leave their jobs as fishermen and follow him, be one of his disciples, so that more people can follow him too. So they can tell other people about Jesus, because when they know Jesus, they can tell other people about him. And guess what? Jesus calls each and every one of us to. To catch people and to tell other people about him, even though we're not worthy of it, we don't deserve to, the, the forgiveness he gives us and be in his presence, he calls us to do that anyway, which is a pretty beautiful thing. So you guys want to pray with me? You can repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your
0: name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's been a long night. Simon Peter sits in his boat as the sun starts peeking over the hills east of the Sea of Galilee. The seven disciples have worked hard all night trying to catch fish off the shore of Capernaum and now they're finished and getting ready to head back in. It's been a crazy time. A couple of weeks back, the men's teacher, leader, and friend had been arrested in Jerusalem and was executed the next day. They laid him in a tomb that Friday afternoon, but he did not stay dead. Their teacher, leader, and friend rose from the dead on Sunday morning just like he said he would. It turns out that Jesus of Nazareth is certainly not only their teacher, leader, and friend. But he is also their savior from sin. Jesus appeared to the men that night that he rose and then again a week later. After that, he sent his disciples up to Galilee to wait for him there. And back in Galilee, Peter and six other of the disciples decide to go fishing. Peter was a fisherman before he followed Jesus. Fishing is something he knows how to do. And doing something familiar right now might really be a good idea. A night on the water, catching fish together might be just a thing for them to try to get their heads wrapped around everything that's happened and ponder what comes next. Fishing that night is horrible. They work hard and catch nothing. And as the sun rises, Peter sits in the gently rocking boat with no fish on board. And he gets a bit of a sense of deja vu. This all seems Familiar. One hundred yards away, a figure appears on shore and yells to them, Children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast it out and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. Now the deja vu makes the hair stand up on the back of Peter's neck. Peter has been in this situation before, a few years ago, in this very spot. Simon Peter and his brother Andrew and James and John were fishing all night and they catch nothing. And now they're back on shore cleaning up. There's a huge crowd just up the way and it's moving towards them. This new teacher, Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth seems to be leading the crowd as he walks up to Peter's boat. He climbs right in, asks Peter to put out a little from land. Peter and Andrew row the boat out a little, anchor it, and sit as Jesus teaches the crowds from the boat. Afterwards, afterwards Jesus tells Peter, Put out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. And Simon Peter answered, Master, We toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. Peter's mother-in-law was recently healed by Jesus, and Jesus teaches with authority, so Peter does what Jesus says. What has he got to lose? Who is this Jesus anyway? Peter and Andrew let down their net, and they catch so many fish that their nets cannot handle it. They call for James and John to come out into the, with their boat to help. They get the fish on board both boats, but there's so many fish that the gunnels are barely above water as they get ready to row to shore. At this moment, Peter has an epiphany. Peter understands who Jesus is. Jesus is the Holy One of God. Jesus is Lord. The Lord God is sitting in Peter's boat and he falls at Jesus' knees. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Jesus is righteous. Peter is unrighteous. Jesus is holy. Peter is unholy. Jesus is Lord. Peter is a sinful outcast. If Jesus knows who Peter is, then Jesus' punishment will be swift and severe. Peter's on his knees before Jesus as the other three fishermen look on, and Jesus comforts them. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. Peter and the others row to shore and leave their best catch ever in the boats, and they follow Jesus. Do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching men. It all floods back to Peter as the seven men struggle to pull in their nets, overflowing with fish. John declares, it's the Lord. How does Peter react? The first time it happened, Peter begged Jesus to leave. He wanted to get as far away from Jesus as possible, this time Peter wants to get as close as he can to Jesus. Peter can't even wait until they row the boat to shore. He dives in the water and swims the hundred yards to the beach. What changed? Has Peter ceased to be sinful? No. Peter is still a sinner in need of forgiveness. In fact, he denied Jesus three times on the night of Jesus' arrest. Peter is still a sinner. But what has changed is that Peter now knows who Jesus is. Peter knows Jesus died on the cross. Peter knows Jesus rose from the dead. Peter knows that Jesus shed his blood to forgive sins. And so Peter does not want Jesus to go away. Peter wants to go to Jesus. Peter knows Jesus is God. Peter knows Jesus is a God of mercy. Peter knows that Jesus is a God of love. Peter does not flee from Jesus. He flees to Jesus without hesitation. There are people occasionally that will tell me they cannot come to church because the roof would fall in on their heads. I guess like the Philistines in the pagan temple when Samson pushed out the pillars. Now I think it's just an excuse for not coming to church but underlying this may be a true fear of a god of judgment. They know they're not worthy and they worry that God will punish them so they stay away from God. They're afraid of God because of their sin and they flee from God. Now God is a god of judgment but he is also a god of mercy. God's judgment was taken by Jesus on the cross. Many people are in terror of Jesus because they do not know the true Jesus. Who is Jesus? This is the essential essence of the season of Epiphany. Who is Jesus? The devil and the world do not want you to know the true Jesus and have always tried to obscure him. If they can keep you ignorant of Jesus, then they can keep you in your sins and on the path to destruction. If they can keep you afraid of Jesus, they can keep you away from the solution to your problem with sin. If they keep you distracted by all the busyness of life, they can keep you far away from Jesus. If they can get you to follow a counterfeit Jesus, they can rob you of true hope. The devil and the world are very effective, and so many people do not know the real Jesus. You do know the real Jesus. You don't want Jesus to stay away. Instead, you came here on this bitterly cold morning to be close to the Lord. You are a sinner, but you know who Jesus is. You know Jesus is a God of mercy. You know Jesus is a God of love. So again and again... You repent of your sins and return to Jesus. You know Jesus comes to give you forgiveness of your sins, and so you flee to Jesus. You flee to the altar of the Lord to receive Jesus. You come to Jesus because you know, as Peter knows, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. The big question of Epiphany is, who is Jesus? This is the most important question, and you know the answer. You've had your epiphany through the Holy Spirit. You have been baptized into Christ, and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, so you know the answer. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God in flesh. He died for you and rose for you and conquered death for you. Jesus is your Savior. He pays the price for all your sins. He covers your sins with his white robe of righteousness. Jesus gives you eternal life. Today and every day, flee to Jesus. Amen. And Now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. Thus, the congregation may see that I would like this, turn forward for this place. our second grade teacher. She has a classroom full of swirly little second graders. She does a great job. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, according to the church's usual order, Irene Kern has been called to the office of teacher at a manual school. This office is established and loved by the church to support the office of the Holy Ministry and to assist in strengthening Christian fathers and mothers, in their God given responsibility to bring up their children in the nurture and instruction of the Lord. Irene has been prepared for this office by prayer and study. She has been examined and declared ready to undertake the sacred responsibility of public trust. Hear the word of God concerning this office. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Do you believe and confess the canonical books of the Old and New Testament to be the inspired word of God and the only infallible rule of faith and practice? Do you believe in confess the three ecumenical creeds, naming the Apostles, the Nicene, and the Athanasian creeds, as faithful testimonies to the truth of the Holy Scriptures? And do you reject all the errors which they condemn? Yes, I believe I confess that in the three
1: ecumenical creeds because they are in accord with the Word of God. I also
0: reject all the errors they condemn. Do you confess that the unaltered Augsburg Confession to be the true exposition of Holy Scripture? And the correct exhibition of the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church. And he of the Apology of the Augsburg Confession, the small and large catechisms of Martin Luther, the small call of articles, the treatise on the power and privacy of the Pope, and the formula of Concord, as these are contained in the Book of Concord, are also agreeing with this one scriptural faith. You solemnly promise faithfully to serve God's people in the office of teacher in accordance with the holy scriptures and with these confessions.
1: Yes, I
0: promise. Will you trust me in God's care? Seek to grow in love for those who serve. Strive for excellence in your skills and adorn the gospel of Jesus Christ in a godly life. Yes, I promise. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have heard the confessions and solemn that I have heard. Have been called to the office of teacher. In I ask you, now in the presence of God, will you receive her? showing her fitting love and honor and support her by her gifts and fervent prayer. If so, then answer, we will, with the help of God. We will, with the help of God. The Almighty and most merciful God strengthen and assist you all. Are you ready and willing to assume this office and work? Please I Kern, I commission you to leave the office of teacher and install you at a manual Lutheran school in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and most merciful Lord, we thank you for providing faithful men and women in your church to assist and support the office of the Holy Ministry and its work among us. Grant your Holy Spirit to Irene Kern and adore her with wisdom and power from on high. Incline both young and old to godliness and obedience, and let them so benefit by instruction in your holy word that they may serve you all their day and finally obtain eternal life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you by the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace and joy. The almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be with you and bless and strengthen for faithful service in his name. Amen. The congregation, please rise up.
2: In our prayers, day, remember Crossman has cancer, Sally Martin
0: recovering from pneumonia, Michael Ballinger, son of Sidney Hosmer, who tested positive for COVID. For Doug Vaughn, Kate Freely's brother recovering from surgery and awaiting a diagnosis. For Pat Moore, a friend of Myers, who has severe back pain. For Anna, friend of Ten Moses Baker's, a 17-year-old who's having a brain tumor. For Mariah and Daniel English, a prayer of Thanksgiving as they are expecting their first child. For Shauna Miller, the daughter of Dolores Bone, who serious back issues, for Jenny Milner, hospitalized with pneumonia, and John Kahn, who has COVID. In peace, let us pray to the Lord.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: For wisdom, knowledge, and every manifestation of the Holy Spirit, that our words may be measured and intelligible to our fellow Christians and those outside the church, and our amens uttered always in Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church, especially those called to be fishers of men, and that they would not be discouraged, when they toil all night and make nothing, but continue to let down their nets in His Word according to that call. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of the Holy Spirit that we may be mature in our thinking and infancy, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all Christian homes of the Word of God, will be sow and produce much fruit. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For faith, let down the nets of the Lord's Word in our daily vocations. Trusting his son will do his gracious work through poor sinners like us. Let us pray to the Lord. The Lord has yes. For the sick, the weak, and the afflicted, especially Becky, Sal, Michael, Doug, Pat, Anna, the English family, Shauna, Jimmy, and John, that God would not be far from us nor forsake us, but make haste to help us for Christ's sake. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have for all of communion, in our lips and lives will be cleansed by Christ's body and blood, and we would be worthy to stand before him now and at the last day, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have The Lord never depart from us, though we are unworthy of you and your bounty. You are pleased to receive our meager thanks and reluctant obedience for the sake of Christ perfectly. Let your word rule us and your spirit revive us to leave behind pride and anxiety life, that we may follow you in all we do, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the same Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In Him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, more praise you and say, Amen. Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-giving sacrifice of His body and His blood on the cross. Gathering the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O oh Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with Your Word and Spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat His body and drink His blood as He bids us to do in His own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and His kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took a cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The needs of the Lord, Body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and Strengthen us to the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor. We give you peace.